Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Ricky Thompson joins us on 365 Sports. Greg Smoke, Paul Catalina, and David Smoke coming right out of a, a, a banker's what? A board meeting? Is that right, Ricky? Yeah, something like that. We we had a good meeting, good. but it's done. Good. Thanks for you for uh, your time today. Uh, your thoughts? Do you expect anything different from what we see Baylor on offense this weekend against Cincinnati? Dave Aranda did not make any changes with the staff. There was thoughts, maybe, probably not. But do you think you'll see anything different? Uh, you know what. I kind of think so, and I I don't base that on anything I know particularly. I just think that with two weeks off, I think I mentioned it last week, sometimes I think some folks think that a open date after a loss is not a good thing. I disagree with that. I think it gives you some time to regroup, particularly where we were as a football team. I think this was a time where I'm guessing these guys have spent two weeks both on the defensive side of the football and offensive side of the football with Pallage and Coach Grimes and Coach Aranda, and I expect they've made some adjustments, and I I would not be surprised to see some things maybe look a little differently offensively. Ricky, what would you say they need to lean into that they do the best on offense? Well, I, I think you need to take advantage of Blake and, and let him make – plays give him time to make plays uh i like him in the shotgun i think that just gives you time to look downfield versus dropping back or waggling out of the backfield with a defender in your face so give him a chance to throw it uh you know i i think maybe the tight ends have been uh dabney i thought was one of our best receivers early and particularly last year before he got hurt and I would kind of think that maybe something in the middle of the field going to Dabney in a throwing game. Uh, I think uh, Cincinnati's pretty good up front, so I'm not going to be surprised if maybe they don't throw it a little early, establish the run, but we know they're going to try to run it. And for this team to be successful, they have to run. But uh, the key to this offense is Blake Shapin, and the guys around him have to perform and he's got to get the ball to them and let those guys make plays both running back and at the receiver position. And the O-line's got to step up. I think uh, that's no secret. Uh, these coaches have been around a long time. They know they need better play up there. And 
maybe some changes up front. Who knows? Ricky, sticking with the passing game, I, I, I don't know if this is as amazing of a stat to, to others as it was to me the other night and seeing it, but uh, they have five passing touchdowns through six games. Of course, Blake missed time, and the offense hasn't been good. But Monterey Baldwin has two of those, and Drake Dabney has the other three. Monterey Baldwin's the only pure receiver with a, with a catch in the end zone this season. Is that shocking to you, and are, are you surprised by that, given what you've seen up to this point? Well, yeah. Sure, that, that's surprising. I think it probably surprises that coaching staff too. Uh, they're not dummies. I think they know that uh, that they uh, need to do better out there than that. I'm sure they expect it to be better out there than that. And uh, that's part of the key, as I mentioned, not only getting the ball to Dabney, who you mentioned just then has three of the five receiving touchdowns, that uh, these outside guys need to get involved. And I just think – Sometimes it takes one play, just one play by a guy to turn his game around. A Keytron, he's just he's got to go up and get one ball sometime, and that might set him off. Hal Presley, we've seen make some plays. Uh, Amari Winfield, uh, there's just there's guys out there. I just think they have to have the opportunity to make a play and get that ball to them on the outside. And it sounds simple, I understand, coming from me, but uh, I think they can do that and wouldn't be surprised if there's not an attempt to do that early and then get these running backs involved. Hopefully through this two weeks, we've gotten healthy in the backfield and everybody's ready to go full speed. Ricky, you're there on the sideline. I know you have headsets on because you're going back and forth uh, with uh, JJ and John and, and everything else that's going on. Have you seen any type of barking among players or any infighting whatsoever? Nope, I haven't. Uh, I might be oblivious to it, but I think probably not. And I haven't that. And uh, but sometimes, Smokey, that's not all bad, right? <laughs> if these guys, if these guys get fired up and chirp at each other, I know I can't say that I never did it <laughs> when I was playing because <laughs> because I did. Uh, even at my roommate Theismann for not throwing me the dang ball, but uh, I I haven't seen that. I really don't think that I know of that there's any of that out there. Uh, I think these kids just want to win. And again, if somebody gets upset on the sideline and chunks a cup of water, I don't really have a problem with it. Good for them. I'm, I'm glad they're upset. I'm glad they're ready to go. I'm glad they're ready to play. And I'm glad they're not happy that it's not going well. But I've not seen any confrontation-wise, if that's what you're talking about. No, I have not. Well, and the reason I bring that up is because I was I was really uh, impressed with Monterey Baldwin's post-game comments about some are just there for the ride and, and, and what he said for a guy that also was not producing much early in the year, and there were reasons for that. Uh, that, that. That, as a former player, weren't his comments like what a leadership role is like or about? I think so, and obviously none of us know particularly who or what Monterey was talking about, but, uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, and it does show some leadership, and, it, and again, it shows he's upset about a team that's two and four. I don't think any of these guys expected that. That's not what they signed up for, but uh, that's a good start and a way to fix it because I will bet you Coach Aranda addressed that. <laughs> it, in these last two weeks when he heard that comment one way or the other. So uh, 
I, I just think that's fine. And there's just nothing wrong with these kids getting upset. Uh, I, they should be. And I, I like that. There's nothing wrong with the coaches getting upset and getting ticked off about what's going on. I remember Joe Gibbs used to, to tell us, said, you guys need to get ticked off. <laughs> that's about as bad as a word as he ever said. But uh, he, he, he was just good about that any minute. He, you know, get mad about something, get, get angry, play hard, just go do something, make a big play. And that's, that's what he meant by go get ticked off. So uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that and, and good for Monterey. And, and hopefully that permeates throughout this team. If I was an official and Joe Gibbs told me, gosh, darn it, that was a terrible call. I would like that less than someone swearing at me. Most likely. It would crawl in my head. Believe me, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard it both, both ways. We had uh, Stickham was outlawed after the first two or three years I played, and the trick was to put it on the inside of your pants and tuck it in there. And I got tackled on a play, and I couldn't get rid of the ball quick enough, and I'm walking away, and I heard my name. It was the official, and he said, I don't know where it is, but lose it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Ricky, uh, first time ever matchup between these two programs in, in a conference game, obviously, but uh, any experience up there in the in the Queen City of Cincinnati uh, during your career or any insight on, on Nippert Stadium, what you expect to walk into on Saturday? Well, i tell you a funny story. Uh, we had – a remember the show Superstars. It was on many years ago. Probably some of you don't, Craig. I'm sure, but <laughs> those of us that are old enough, we do. And that that was a uh, uh, competition between players. We we had an NFL version of that in Cincinnati, and I got to go with a couple other guys on behalf of the Redskins, and we had a flag football game in that stadium. Oh wow! Uh, that year, and I think it was. Oh, this was probably 1980, something like that. And I'm quite sure it's changed pretty dramatically in 40-plus years. But kind of an unusual stadium. Uh, some tall buildings right pushed right up next to the stadium. It's kind of a cool look, but uh, not a huge stadium, but, but kind of neat. And I don't know, guys, I enjoy going into these new places and seeing new stadiums and with these new teams in the league. And, and again, I think I mentioned it before, before the Bears went to UCF, that might be something good for them to get on the road and – get away from home and have that time and uh, just have each other depend on. And as it turned out, uh, we saw a 26-zip fourth quarter and winning a football game. So uh, playing on the road doesn't scare me, and I'm quite sure it doesn't scare these coaches or players either. All right, a flipping question to end it. Thanks for your time. You mentioned Joe Theismann. Did he ever steal your hairspray? You know what? No, Theismann didn't steal my hairspray because he had plenty of his own. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you so much, buddy. Ricky Thompson, Baylor sideline reporter for Baylor Radio, former Baylor in Washington Redskins at the time, wide receiver on a Joe Theismann nugget to end the segment. I'm going to ask you, if you're an official, do you share my opinion? If somebody comes to you and just curses you out, that was a terrible call. To me, that's more normal than if Joe Gibbs came up and said, well, golly gee, yeah. I don't, I don't approve of your decision making, and I think that you need to reconsider what you said. Yeah. I would stand there on the side and going, 
Damn it! I it's like Tony that was Gwynn. harsh. It's like Tony Gwynn <laughs> taking a taking a a pitch. It's got to be a ball, right? Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Exactly. This has been a Rogue Media Network 